Welcome to Living Strong, the flip side of adversity with your host, Dr. Veerdra Jackson. On our program, we explore the flip side of every story. And when you open yourself up to both sides, you'll realize that there are life lessons, powerful tools, and so much more. Now, here is Dr. Veerdra Jackson. Hello, and welcome to Living Strong, the flip side of adversity. I am Dr. Veerdra Jackson, the CEO and creative behind Living Strong Consulting. You know, I found this quote today and I posted it on social media. When I'm at the bottom looking up, the main question may not be, how do I get out of this hole? In reality, the main question might be, how do I get rid of the shovel that I used to dig it? Wow. Wow. That quote, it struck me because how often do we focus so much of our energy on getting out of a situation, but we forget about reflecting on what pushed us, placed us, or positioned us in the situation in the first place. And then I realized when I get clear about the hole and the shovel, I can get out and guess what? I can stay out. And so today, my guest co-host, she's an author, an entrepreneur, a communicator, an educator, and business leader, Latoya Thompson is a strategic communicator who desires to empower, encourage, and inspire others to have a path of purpose. She has dedicated the last 17 years of her career to promoting children's literacy and instruction and is the author of two recently published children's picture books. She's also the creator of Lead, Read, and Dream the LRD experience, a brand that emphasizes leadership, readership, and vision. And her membership to the Bella Network, an organization intent on empowering African-American women, her membership to the Christianity and Communication Studies Network, the National Educators Association, and the small black businesses worldwide. Each one of those opportunities to connect and network, they foster her spiritual, personal, and professional growth. And so we're going to talk about growing through not just the good seasons, but the dirty ones, (laughs) the ones that we've got to be able to dig out of. And I'm excited to jump into this conversation and hopefully to help others climb out of some dark places that they themselves, they might find themselves in, in this season. So if you will welcome with me, LaToya Thompson, welcome to the flip side of adversity conversation. How are you? 
Fantastic. Good afternoon. Thank you so much, Dr. Jackson, for the invitation to join you in this conversation, this sacred space of courageous talk and definitely inspirational dialogue that is necessary for our audience and our listeners to take part in. I appreciate you creating this platform for us to share. Yes. Do you know what? There's something about conversation. And I recall when we first connected in preparation for this time, there was this energy that I'm hoping and I'm sure will happen as we are transparent (laughs) and authentic and just dig into a real conversation about your flip side experience and the opportunities that have come from what you have phrased as some digging out moments and being able to look at dirt from more than one perspective. So tell me, why did you choose this topic or this title for the show for tonight? I chose this topic for a very personal reason. In October of 2018, my spouse at the time of 14 years and maid of 20 came home and expressed that he wanted a divorce. And so naturally, upon hearing this news, you know, my mind and my, my thoughts, my emotions are reeling in multiple directions. But it was a space that I entered that was reminiscent of some days of my youth when a friend would come running up to you and thinking they would express to you, you know, hey, I've got some dirt on so-and-so. Do you want to hear about it? Let me tell you. You know, <laughs> But that dirt was indicative of gossip. It was a secret that somebody somewhere really wanted to keep concealed. They wanted to that information to remain hidden, but somebody found out. It was the filth of a situation, a moment in time in someone's life that you really probably should not have known about, (laughs) but here it was ready to be revealed. And in that moment, that was where I felt like I was sinking. I thought, wow, wait a minute. Somebody's got dirt on me. You know, I've got dirt on me. What do I do to keep this information from being projected into the public? How do I maintain my privacy? What is that going to do to my reputation? Divorce is such a dirty word. How do I trap myself in this box to keep this secret? But what I didn't realize at the time of that secrecy is you were really creating a place of isolation, a place of shame and blame. (laughs) And that was not a place that you needed to be in because there was another side, there was a flip side too dirt. (laughs) And so I began to do some digging and I recognized that dirt is not just the filth. It's not just the dirt in the ground. It's actually soil in the ground that when a seed is planted, it is filled with nutrients that will allow that seed when watered properly to develop and produce a product of purpose. Soil that dirt <laughs> has so you many said, definitions. <laughs> you so have said a whole word. I, I'm just like, <laughs> and I, I want to actually go back to something that I think was very powerful. And I don't want anyone to miss what you just shared. 
when you said in that moment, it was either a dirty secret. And just as you just explained, it's that it could, in essence, have me isolate, hide, go into a place where I'm covered by shame, or I can make the choice to look at it as as something I wouldn't wish upon myself, but it's not going to hold me in a dark place. I think that's really powerful when we consider how things come at all of us. For you, it was a, a statement of divorce. For someone else, it may be job loss. It may be illness. It may be anything that is unexpected that could be laced with shame. Yes. And how in that moment do we decide to say, this is my dirty little secret and I'm going to hide (laughs) with it. Right. Or do I create a flip in my mind and recognize that I don't have to stay in that place? Don't have to stay. It feels so significant. Like that ability to make that shift is a significant one. And it sounds like it was a significant one for you. It was huge. I remember the moment in which I realized that Dirt does have a flip side. It has multiple uses (laughs) and multiple definitions. So I could choose the dirty side to keep that shame on myself, or I could choose to plant. Mm. I could bury myself and create that ceremonial ground that conceals you in that space, almost like a grave, or I could get up. pick up my bed of burden and walk and still say, (laughs) there is life in this ground, in this situation. So now here's a situational seed that can be used instead of a ceremonial ground for burying myself in that blame and that guilt of the moment. Mm. As I think about I literally see you in my mind standing up and dusting yourself off (laughs) and deciding to move forward. In one of our past episodes, we unpacked an understanding around grief, that grief isn't just physical death, that grief is actually any experience of loss that we as human beings will grieve the change, the loss, the loss of what we thought we would have, the loss of what we thought we we would experience. And as I think about something you shared that many psychologists introduce the stages of grief as a reality of how people transition through a painful process, that there are It's different for everyone. And how would you describe or explain those stages for you? What did it look like for you? Now, what's interesting is that I didn't even recognize that I was actually going through (laughs) stages of grief. And I guess that was also enlightening to me because it showed how narrow our mind, our thinking can be too, because I only saw grief 
through the lens of bereavement, you know, someone dies, you know, but what do you do when you're grieving the loss of a person who is still very much alive (laughs) and well? So for me, those stages were introduced through a counseling session where I I went to to see a counselor, um, but she handed the paper to me and just said, you know, like, this is what you are experiencing. And this is what I want you to gain an understanding of. So when I started really feeling that I was in shock, I went through a period of denial. I didn't want to remove my wedding ring for weeks because that represented the union that I wanted to have in this fairy tale moment, you know. Um, so I went through that as a period of that's my denial. I'm in shock. I experienced the the breakdown of of guilt and the, the, you know, the shame and the blame and the pain of what I was experiencing. And that came in the form of doing a lot of questioning. Why me? What if? Maybe had I done this, it would have been different. Maybe had I done that. And then that transitioned into just the anger <laughs> and, and another stage of bargaining where you're literally trying to say, well, why don't we go to counseling? I can't believe this is happening to me. How could you do this to our family structure? But it wasn't about understanding the person. It really was about you need this opportunity to understand who you are in this moment. How will you begin to grow? What is it that you are supposed to learn from this? So it wasn't until I reached the, the stage of depression and then the stage of acceptance Depression came and manifested itself in things like I couldn't turn the lights off to sleep at night. (laughs) But acceptance, when I reached that point of acceptance and understanding, hey, this really is happening, but this is not where you have to stay. That's when the will to grow became a reality for me. When I recognized you don't have to stay here. What is it that you want to see come out of this? And the moment that I could receive, this is a shift. This is a seed that needs to be planted in the ground. What will you produce is the moment that I felt free enough to spread my wings and begin to just fly. It's time to dig. But again, (laughs) is this the hole that you will stay buried and stuck in? Or is it a hole that will produce something powerful? And I knew, okay, stages, here we go. (laughs) But what you just shared is so, I think it's so important for listeners to understand that change, especially painful moments where there's a loss of any kind, Mm -hmm. it's not just about getting over it. It's walking through the stages to allow yourself to process it so that you can move through the stages and be free of the stage that you came through, as opposed to skipping stages, ignoring stages, pushing stages down into the dirt, and then get wondering why you're stuck, because we don't just get over it. We have to allow ourselves the permission to move through the stages. Absolutely. Because they're very real. They are. So how did you shift your thinking? 
to consider possibilities beyond the circumstances that you were in? There were certain pivotal moments for me that I can recall. One of them was was a very emotional moment, and I'm going to try not to, <laughs> to reach for a tissue here. But I recall being in my room one night when I couldn't turn the lights off. <laughs> and my son, who was eight at the time, he entered the room and he found me crying. And when he came to me, he put his arms around my shoulder and then he put his forehead right to mine. And he leaned in and he said, you know, mommy, people can die from sadness and I don't want you to die. That turned wow. my <laughs> that turned my world upside down. And I sat across and I looked at him and I, I recognized that he was wearing his his Star Wars robe and his pajamas. <laughs> and although my mind, I knew that 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 you know that robe it said, "May the force be with you." What I saw on his robe was actually, may your faith be with you. I put him to bed and I fell on my knees (laughs) and I stopped praying in that moment. God, please save my marriage. Please save my marriage. And I began to ask God, please help me believe what you believe is best for me. If I can accept that, then I think I'll be all right. And I wrote on a post-it note, I agree with God. And I stuck it to my mirror so that I could remind myself every day, there is a shift that needs to take place here. Will you just go with the flow of what is happening with you? And I was taken to the scripture, Jeremiah 29, 11, where it says, I know the plans that I have for you, plans to prosper you and not harm you, to give you hope and a future. And I held on to that word. <laughs> And I knew this was my turning point. I could not even imagine that moment and how powerful and those divine moments where it's almost like, okay, this enough is enough. Enough is enough. (laughs) Enough is enough. You cannot stay here. Yes. Yes. You cannot stay here. Wipe your face. Yes. Enough is enough. enough. Well, if you are on the edge of your seat, join me because (laughs) this conversation (laughs) has been powerful already and we're just getting started. I hope that you are gaining an awareness and an understanding that whatever dark place you are in right now, you have the ability to make the choice. Will it be the thing that bury you or will it be the thing that fertilize you? When we come back from this break, we're going to continue our conversation with Latoya Thompson. And she's going to begin to provide us with strategy that allowed the shift to become concrete after her acceptance process. I hope that you will log into our website and look at the other resources and events that we have. The next commercial that comes up will share one that I'm speaking at an event on July 29th, looking at and supporting the mental health of youth and young adults 
as they too have experienced great loss and need clear messaging of their belonging and their power. So if you would like more information about this event on July 29th, log into our website, www.livingstrongllc.com and listen to the commercial with more details. We'll be right back. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. The PA Care Partnership Grant and the Office of Mental Health and Substance Abuse Services has invited Dr. Veerja Jackson to speak on youth, young adults, mental health, and education as part of their webinar speaker series for 2020-2021. The title of her webinar is Fix the System, Not the Kids. The webinar will be on Thursday, July 29th from 1.30 to 3 o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time via Zoom. For registration, check out our website at www.livingstrongllc.com for your free tickets. Dr. Jackson will speak to us on how we need to fix our educational systems and not our kids. Participants will be provided with tools to become a threat to inequity and receive strategies to address the unspoken curriculum that fosters bias and sometimes creates unintended lessons, values, and perspectives that have a negative effect on students' academic achievement, educational aspirations, feelings of self-worth, and mental health. We want to include you in this webinar, so register at www.livingstrongllc.com. This is Living Strong, the flip side of adversity with Dr. Veerdra Jackson. To reach the live show today, call into 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to info at livingstrongllc.com. Now, back to Living Strong, the flip side of adversity. Welcome back. If you have been enjoying this conversation with LaToya Thompson the way I have, she's already dropped so many nuggets of understanding how loss is a stage process and recognizing that loss is not just a physical death. In her flip side story, it was divorce, but giving herself the space to move through those stages and allowing herself to to get to and experience each one of them to their fullest so that she could move through to the next one and then get to that place of acceptance and say, it is time for me to get up from here. And her, her son playing a key role in that processing moment 
Mm-hmm. So in those moments, we you had to make decisions. So what decisions did you begin to make to apply your thought process in the shift into a new course in your life? What decisions did you have to make? Well, I knew I had to change my my thinking, my being. I had to create a space in which I could focus on me and where I wanted to grow and go personally, you know, spiritually, reconnecting my, my relationship with, with Christ and really putting him at the forefront <laughs> of my life is, is a step that I knew I had to take. But one of the one of the exciting shifts that I did, you know, the decision that I made was I booked myself a trip to California. <laughs> And I laugh because <laughs> California is, is home for me, born and raised in Los Angeles. But that trip for me was so cathartic. And I believe it was because it was a, it was a moment for me to remind myself who Latoya was. It took me back to the grounds of my identity, <laughs> just stepping back into this is where you were born. This is you. So before any of the titles came, you know, author, wife, mother, before any of that, there was Latoya. And so I had one of those step into Wakanda where I thought back to Black Panther when, <laughs> you know, when T'Challa was on that, on that waterfall and he was in that, you know, that moment of this is our ritual combat. He's in battle. But what do you hear his mother shout from the sideline? Show them who you are, you know, remember. <laughs> who you are. And I had that, that Disneyland, you know, <laughs> that Disneyland moment of even Mufasa telling Simba, you know, remember. <laughs> and so th- having that trip to California was like, yes, you need time to remember who you are. Who is Latoya? And what does Latoya want to be in this moment? What is she becoming? Because this is not the end of her story. So that was one moment, (laughs) one decision that I made. And then I moved into establishing, okay, now I know that I have a past with this person, but what future do I want to build that's just inclusive of the new norms that will exist? So I went and purchased myself a new home. I, (laughs) I enrolled myself in grad school because I wanted to grow my mind. I wanted to experience something new. And that was something I always wanted to do for myself was broad my education. I completed my degree, praise God, you know, through the pandemic. And so yes. I began to write. These were things that were decisions that were a part of things I always wanted to do, but were either part of the delay mm-hmm. <laughs> and not getting it done mm-hmm. or, you know, or just, I didn't make time. Whatever mm-hmm. was the situation, I said, I'm going to begin to do things that really grow and benefit me. And that was moving. It is so powerful that you would take a tangible movement and moment to physically go back to your roots to reconnect (laughs) with who you are and letting go of the labels and all of the other identities that 
movement and responsibilities and jobs and all and roles and all those things, how often can we as individuals, as human beings, forget who we are and the gifts that are inside of us? And it sounds like when you were able to get back to who Latoya is, you then discovered all of these unprocessed elements of your life that had not been tapped into, but this was a a chance, as you shared, a new normal. So who became your support system? You made a lot of big shifts, a lot of big shifts shifts and changes. And uh, so who, who became your support system and how did you develop that circle of resources that provided influence for you? My circle became, I call them my tribe. You know, this became, <laughs> naturally, my, my mother um, was a pivotal member of, of that foundation because she was like, my, you know, we're born and raised in the church. And so, <laughs> so my mom has always been a spiritual leader and motivator. So she became that person that would send me scriptures every day, you know? <laughs> To remind me, hey, your faith is with you. My uh, my twin sister, um, <laughs> my older sister, um, and then it, it moved in from from them being, you know, my 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 support system. To I was able to confide in a colleague who introduced me to some ministers, and she said, you know what, you really just need to you need to branch out because you're not alone in this. And so then I, there was an, another, the secretary at my son's school, I came to discover that she was going through the same thing. <laughs> and so it was like, God put her there when we had to, to make the shift to, you know, like I need somebody to talk to. And it can't always be your family because you don't really know what the outcome of this situation is going to be. So there's only so much information you really want <laughs> the people closest to you to know but she became another resource for me. So I saw myself developing this tool bag. You know, so when we go back even to that concept of planting, all tools aren't necessary, right, in this garden. <laughs> so I had a person that became like, you're my trowel. You're going to help me, you know, to, to do this piece of the garden. You are the, the watering can. You'll help me to, you know, to nurture mm-hmm. this part of the garden. You are my, my weed whacker. That was my sister. <laughs> <laughs> she would help me to get rid of anything that is choking the roots of your growth and your opportunity to move forward. So everybody became a new piece of the tools that I needed in place to move me forward. Can you tell someone who's listening in this moment why it is so important to have a community? Why is that essential to a growth process? The support system was essential because it helped to frame your reality. When you are struggling through the challenge of pain, You need somebody that is a voice of reason. You need someone that's going to keep you on track and moving in the right direction without looking back. You need somebody that will be that resource that says, look, forgetting those things which are behind me, 
I press intentionally because anything other than moving forward becomes a stumbling block. It becomes a point of stagnance and stagnance is draining. You know, <laughs> it really is. It That's absolutely. going to pull more out of you than you're moving forward. So that support system is essential. It's critical because that's what keeps you with your direction and your focus in the right place. You can't do it alone. I hear the accountability that as, and everyone had a different role based on their authenticity and their personality, it sounds like, but allowing them to hold you accountable Accountable. to not falling back Mm. and continuing to move forward. And I even think about the, the secretary that you mentioned, if you had not decided to not stay in a place of shame, you would have missed the opportunity to be light for her. My God. If you had stayed worried about being embarrassed or that this is my dirty little secret, absolutely, that appointment would have been missed for her to be able to watch and see and process that I don't have to stay stuck, that that this isn't the end of my story. So often people fall backward when situations occur that Mm -hmm. cause them to feel lonely or um, go through change. What growth practices are you implementing to stay focused and moving forward there those were big changes you made big changes huge well i am so proud to say i am currently participating in a life-changing journey that is having us dig into examining the 15 invaluable laws of growth And can I say, you know, just to plug, hey, it is being led by Dr. Jackson. And <laughs> but this I had journey- no idea you were going to say <laughs> that. I'm hanging right? on every word. <laughs> <laughs> Dare I say, right, that as a result of venturing into this, and, and I can thank my colleague too, because the, the colleague that I confided in when I, I, I came out of that, that shame and blame, who introduced me to the minister, she became, again, another resource of affirmation to say, hey, look, I want you to take part in this because I see what's in you, which is a lot of potential to grow. There is a message that you have that other people need to hear, and I want you to feel confident enough to voice that. And so she introduced me she said, take this class with me, you know? So when you mentioned accountability, she became a partner for me that had I had not shared that story with her, who would have even been around to keep me accountable for saying, you gotta grow, <laughs> grow from this. So, so that, and then taking the journey to even read books, going back to school for me was such a growing experience. I found myself taking classes that I didn't even know were about leadership, that had I not experienced what I went through, I would not have been able to write the paper (laughs) on that topic that I needed to cover. You know, (laughs) 
I had to write an assignment about negotiation. Had I not gone through, <laughs> I would not have known what that meant. So finding that purpose, that you know, growing this mm -hmm. whole process, this journey, and then it's just given me more motivation, more enthusiasm to what else can I dig up? Well, who else is offering something that is capable of expanding my growth opportunity? So I participated in something else last weekend to say, yeah, pouring into you. What does leadership look like when you pour into yourself? Like I'm all in. I'm growing. <laughs> and it's what? amazing. I love I love all of that because I refuse to remain stuck. And I felt moments in the pandemic where I felt like it, it was getting stagnant for me. And I thought that other people may feel the same way. And so oh. Living Strong, we started those monthly growth webinars, looking at John Maxwell's book, unpacking and getting intentional about creating a growth plan. So often people think that we will grow just by accident when it really requires intentionality. And so as we get ready for this next break, the commercial that you're going to hear, if you would like to experience the same thing that LaToya has talked about and many people are involved in every single first Tuesday of the month, listen in to this commercial as well as log into our website to look for your opportunity to join us first Tuesday in August, August 3rd. And that website again is www livingstrongllc.com and we'll be right back. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit facebook.com forward slash voice America. Where have you been stretched in your life? What did you learn when the stretching happened? What advice would you give other people about being stretched? If you'd like an answer to each one of those questions, don't miss your opportunity to be a part of our next free webinar on August 3rd, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We're unpacking the 10th law of the 15 Invaluable Laws by John Maxwell. And that law is the law of the rubber band. Growth stops when you lose the tension between where you are and where you could be. You know, it's easy to be average. You cannot travel within and stand without. It's going to require you to step outside of your comfort zone if you're going to grow. Stretching always requires change. Stretching sets you apart from others. So on August 3rd, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, this is your chance to grow. Come join us and create some specific means for stretching in the areas of your life in which you are no longer winning. Are you ready to grow? Then don't miss the next opportunity on August 3rd, 
7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And register at www.livingstrongllc.com. I can't wait to grow with you. This is Living Strong, the flip side of adversity with Dr. Veerdra Jackson. To reach the live show today, call into 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to info at livingstrongllc.com. Now, back to Living Strong, the flip side of adversity. I hope you have been enjoying this conversation as much as I have. There is such a wealth of experience and nuggets and practical tools that LaToya has been sharing with us about her flip side experience on the other side of divorce. And instead of feeling like it was a dirty little secret, she used the process and analogy of or metaphor of planting and growing and being able to, she found a whole new Latoya to begin to nurture and grow. And thinking about, you've already shared so much with us, but I'd like to continue to dig a little bit deeper into what are some of the practical advice or things that you could share with other people who might be walking through similar experiences and they're struggling to get on the other side of a flip side of adversity. What advice would you provide them? A few things. You know, walking through this experience, it taught me so much. Um, One of the things that, that I think that has been so moving for me and such a essential lesson is learning that when you do something for you to do for me is not an act of selfishness. It is really self fuel. (laughs) I had to, to put myself in, in the mind of a driver, you know, if I am on a journey, this journey of life, do I have enough in the tank to actually get to the next destination? So when we think about this whole idea too of of digging and moving forward, do I have the fuel that I need and understanding that when I do something for me, so this is even for for the listeners out there, you are not being selfish when you take care of yourself. (laughs) Again, you are self-fueling. And I have to credit a professor for, for getting me to recognize that because he asked me during one of our classes, what are you doing to replenish yourself? You pour so much of yourself out into the things that you do, and I can see that. But how are you putting back into you? And so recognizing the difference between selfishness and self-fuel is something that people need to understand. Seeing yourself happy, I had to also take on the idea of here I am as an educator, right? And we set objectives and goals every day that we're supposed to know. (laughs) But how often are we really applying that? What is your life objective, Latoya? One of the things that you need to focus on right now is seeing yourself happy. 
<laughs> so for I advice, love that. Oh my gosh. I love that. <laughs> Seeing yourself happy. See yourself happy. One of the things that, that I recognize that one of the biggest battles, of course, that we all tend to have is the battle between our ears. <laughs> what message are you sending yourself about yourself? You have to examine that. What messages are you giving and telling yourself? Because that is what you will believe. That is what you will walk out. So it wasn't until it took me, I have to see myself happy first before I could believe that I deserve happiness. <laughs> and so it's the same thing for whatever your situation may be. You pointed this out to us earlier in the show. For me, it was divorce, but for someone else, it may be losing a job. Okay, <laughs> does that have to be the end? No, there are millions of jobs out there. What is it that you see yourself experiencing as you move forward, as you plan? Be intentional about what you want that plan to be. Because I'm going through this growth <laughs> opportunity with you, I have been able to, I, I call it, instead of time management, I have called it prioritization <laughs> management. That's what I'm doing. I'm prioritizing my time, putting before me what I know I can accomplish in the course of a day <laughs> and not overexerting myself because I think that this is what is expected of me, but really walking in, what do you expect for yourself? Again, what will be the objectives that you carry out to meet for the day, for the week, for the month, for the year, and stretching those out so that they become doable, manageable moments for me. <laughs> Mm -hmm. that's something that I've had to embrace and get up, get up. Yeah. I thought about the man who sat by the pool of Bethesda for years, waiting on someone else to stir the water. No, stir your water. <laughs> what do you want? What do you want that situation to look like? Will you continue to keep sitting by the roadside, waiting on someone to pick you up? Or will you intentionally design a plan to pick yourself up? Because again, it's about being intentional to what is for you, not what you think everyone else wants from you. As I think about what you shared at the very beginning of, and I hope everyone had paper and pen <laughs> <laughs> to grab each one of those critical reflections at the very start of those nuggets, you said there's a difference between being selfish and self-fueled. And if we think about how the brain operates, unless you are self-fueled and you're full mm. and you have been able to get filled, your brain can't even be creative enough to be prepared for all of the things that are potentially in front of you. I think of how often we try to muscle through life and just keep pushing and push aside the fact that we need to get refueled for self 
because that's actually where the creativity, it cannot find a growth or light or a blossom. We can't get access to that innovation without it being nurtured. And so whoever needs to release feeling selfish or guilty about fueling themselves, we release you today. (laughs) You are released. (laughs) You are released. Give yourself permission to be happy. I think that is huge. And to visually, what I loved about what you said is see myself happy. And there's no guilt attached to that, that you deserve (laughs) to be happy and see yourself happy. So I'm curious, what's the now and the new that's in front of you? What is the now and the new? Tell us. When you just spoke about giving your mind space to be creative, that is what I have been graced to be able to do with this acceptance and and this energy that came from this situation is create, create. So my now and new (laughs) includes these two amazing books. Can I put those in? uh, in Absolutely. Tell us the titles. (laughs) Tell us the titles. I used my my time and space of creativity so wisely in 2020, in the middle of a pandemic, in October of 2020, my first children's picture book, Benjamin's Bossy Backpack, was released, and it is out and available right now on Amazon and Walmart and Barnes & Noble and many other platforms (laughs) with just a simple Google search. Um, That was such a phenomenal experience for me, but then after that, I was able to shift into creating a second children's picture book and that first one is perfect for, you know, we're on our way back to school. <laughs> and so I was so blessed with that particular story is another woman, she was able to find it and she is including it. Um, I was able to partner with a woman by the name of Kim Parker from Wordy Bird Books. You can follow her on Instagram, guys, yeah, to find this box. But she designs the most amazing book boxes for children to enrich their reading experiences. And so she's including my book in one of her box selections for the back to school theme. (laughs) So you have to do growth. Talk about growth, right? You have to do a search for this. And then I had an amazing experience to embark upon something called a Kickstarter campaign where I had the chance to promote and raise money for the printing of my second picture book because I took a dare on publishing it by myself. (laughs) So the self-publishing experience, the first one was done through um, Fulton Books who who published that book for me. Um, But to do this experience of taking on, you are the publisher, you know, you're going to do the promoting for it and all of that was just absolutely insane. And I I contacted an illustrator from Australia. Can you believe that? We worked for the past 10 months now, I believe, working together to just pull this together to produce this book, which is now set to be released. We're going to say deadline is August 15th 
for the story, The Three Clumsy Camels Cuff, which is a folktale for, for children. <laughs> and it's just one of those, like, I would not have dared to step out in faith, to believe these things to be possible if I stayed where I was. To talk on the phone with a person all the way in Australia and to, to double that up and actually connect with a translator who lives in Egypt because the story, The Three Clumsy Camels, is about a setting in Egypt. God has blown my mind <laughs> with what can happen when you just surrender and release yourself to let go and grow. My God. Wow. I <laughs> That's am, the now. I, That's I'm, the now. <laughs> I'm, I'm just like, I am blown away and you you talk about you know took a risk this entire story <laughs> this evening has been an example of taking risk so anyone who is still stalled with being afraid and stuck in what if let that go and step out and say what's possible and step into that thing. Latoya, you have been a blessing to my soul, and I'm sure you have offered many things to those who are listening. If you want an opportunity to catch up with Latoya, we got about 30 seconds left. What are your social media handles? You can find me on Instagram at the LRD experience. You can email me at the LRD experience at gmail.com. And you can certainly find my website, which will be available on July 30th, <laughs> which is also the LRD experience.com. Well, you have had a chance to dig in and look at both sides of dirt. Which side of dirt? are you going to rest in because you do have the opportunity to make a flip and become nurtured and grow in the middle of whatever you are experiencing right now. We thank you so much for tuning in and we will see and hear you next week. Bye-bye. Thank you for tuning in to Living Strong, the flip side of adversity. Please join your host, Dr. Veerdra Jackson, for another edition of our show next Thursday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time and 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Have a great week.